0: Welcome to Stop Wanting Him Back and Find Someone Better, where I talk about my personal and my group coaching clients' experiences of healing our hearts, authentically falling in love with ourselves, and yes, finding someone better. I'm Claire the Heartbreak Coach. Let's take your love life and entire life to the next level. Hey loves, welcome to episode 13, how to call Mr. Right in before I sink my teeth into this topic, which I'm super excited about. And I'm sure many of you listening are intrigued because you're thinking, wait, isn't Claire single? So why is she telling us how to call him in full disclosure? I'm not doing it because if I was doing it right with my thinking, I would have the result of my person here, right? So I'm gonna get into all of that. But before I go all in on how to call Mr. Wright in, I want to really reiterate that this podcast is for every. Sexual orientation and every gender. Yes, the title is called How to Stop Wanting Him Back because I am just offering my gems of wisdom through my own lens as a heterosexual woman. But this podcast is for everyone. And I actually have, I gave a shout out a couple of episodes ago to my non-heartbroken listeners. There are people in solid, happy relationships. And in fact, I actually have two clients who are women and who are in same-sex relationships who tune in weekly to my podcast and still appreciate my nuggets on mindset, getting them the results that they want. I think it's sometimes really cool. I love listening to coaches talk about weight loss, coaches talk about uh, how to build a business. Obviously, I'm a huge fan of my own business coach, Stacey Bayman, her podcast, How to Make Money as a Life Coach. I'll put all this information in the show notes where where it really is all about mindset, yielding you the results that you want. And I love using those different re- analogies because we all think that it's external circumstances that are holding us back from getting the results that we want, but it's always our internal blocks. So please don't let the hymn deter you from tuning in and listening because heartbreak is a universal experience. Being single is a universal experience. Searching for the love of your life is a universal experience. So without further ado, how to call Mr. Right in. Oh, I love this topic. And it's good for me to talk about because I want to learn my own lessons that I offer to all of you. And I was super inspired to do this podcast episode coming off the heels of last week's episode entitled, I Want Him to Make Me Happy. So if you haven't heard that episode, I would highly encourage you to go back and listen to that episode first, which was inspired by one of my clients who had the rug pulled from underneath her and who was super brave and vulnerable to admit, no, I've got all the other Boxes checked in my life, Claire. I want the man to come in and complete the puzzle and make me happy. We had great sex. We went on romantic dinners and trips, and we were each other's support system. And now he's gone, and I am unhappy. When I had those things in my life, I was happy. I don't want a girlfriend to give me those things. I want those things from a man. I was taught when I was young that a man coming into your life would complete the picture would make you happy. That's what we really uncovered as she really was committed to the belief that, no, that's a fact. Even though we'd been working together for a long time, she knows intellectually that her thoughts create her results, but she was really confused by that. And I think many of you can relate. And As I said last week, I, as a single woman, if someone said to me, Claire, the love of your life is going to come in next week and whisk you away on romantic trips, and you're going to have incredible chemistry together and it's happening and he's coming tomorrow, I'd be like, Woo-hoo! I would totally be doing backflips and be super excited knowing that he's coming in. But here's the deal. That is the work, whether he comes tomorrow or 10 years from now or 15 years from now. And I know some of you who are listening are thinking, no, hell no, I can't wait another 15 years. Well, then you've really got to get savvy with your thinking, my loves. Now, if you are not familiar with Brooke Castillo's thought model, please go to my first episode where I share a lot more details about how every circumstance is neutral and it's our thinking about the circumstance that creates our suffering or creates our joy. And that ultimately yields us the results that we have in our lives. So I'll just say that a little bit slowly again. So if you think about any circumstance, so me being single, that's neutral, and some people would think, ooh, single at 38, ooh, right? That's a thought. And trust me, as I was getting older in my 30s and navigating through some heartbreak and realizing that there was some past emotional trauma in one particular relationship, episode five, my heartbreak story, where you can learn all about that rock bottom period in my life, definitely the darkest period of my life. That also was the catalyst in me doing this transformative work that has gotten me to where I am now. So without that experience, I wouldn't be who I am. I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing. So being on the other side and having really consciously worked through it and cleaned up my own shit and taken my own responsibility for being in that abusive relationship. It goes both ways. It doesn't mean that I approve of his behavior or any of the gaslighting, manipulation, cheating, lying, smear campaigning of my name, any of that. But I had the low self-esteem to sign up for all of that. And so it took me a couple of years to forget putting myself out there again. It just took me a couple of years to even figure out finding the right kind of help. I was searching and searching and searching, but I would say I wasn't really starting to date again. So that whole experience unfolded when I was 29, 30 And I would say two to three years, it took me to recover from that experience. And then, yeah, I would say not till 33, 34, did I start dating again and came to LA and was in a new city. And for sure, as the years went on, I thought, oh no, getting older, clocks ticking, all the things. And this is what so many of my single clients in their late thirties, early forties are experiencing right now. The thought is it's bad. It's scary. It's lonely. It's hard being single. And like I've said in many other episodes, or if you've heard me talking on uh, social media, on Instagram at Claire coaching, if you're not following me, I, I riff a lot on a daily basis on all kinds of things. I 100% own that. I definitely have feelings of loneliness and feelings of sadness and feelings of fear that he isn't going to come. My mind automatically thinks thoughts like, what if he doesn't come? I don't like being single anymore. I want to watch murder documentaries with him. I want to just curl up and get sushi takeout and wine. I want to just go to a movie with someone instead of taking myself, even though this extroverted introvert actually loves going to the movies by herself. But my point in saying this is I'm not saying or encouraging any single person who does want to meet their person that it's, you know, 100% blissful all the time for me. I totally have those thoughts, but I do like to think that I drink my own Kool-Aid and I am technically on the search, but while I'm on the search, my job is to be 100% happy and manage my mind as often as I can. So your circumstances, or I should say my circumstances, single, right? And then I have automatic thoughts about that. I can honestly say right now because of the work that I've been doing for so long, my automatic thoughts are he's 100% coming and I am so proud of the partner that I am, the partner in training that I am (laughs) because I'm technically not someone's partner right now. But even, I've I've shared this a lot about my moderate drinking journey. I've really just transitioned into drinking more moderately. Right now, for me, that looks like four drinks in a week compared to the average 12 or so I was drinking each week, which meant that I would be eating a lot more. And there was tons of more brain fog and less productivity and more anxiety and just puffiness in my body and sluggishness and all the things. And so uh, a couple of months back, I went on a 30-day cleanse. And I usually did these cleanses once a year where I just gave my physical body the reset with some action steps to just take out all the ingredients that were not the best for my body. But I never managed my mind. And this time, I really managed my mind and I really leaned into the negative emotion that I was experiencing, that alcohol- would usually take the edge away from, right? How many of you out there can relate to having a long day, a long week, and it's Tuesday and it's taco Tuesday, especially in LA. There's so many amazing places where I could just go at 5 PM and have two to three margaritas if I just had a really long day. Let's just let it take the edge off. Now, no judgment to any of you who are still doing it. I still totally get it. And to be totally honest, my moderate drinking journey has been way more challenging than my no drinking for the 30 days, because once my lips touch that... Sugar or that wine or that margarita. My brain just wants to say, more please, more please. So it has not been easy overall, but I consciously manage my mind. And what I realized on this cleanse and then transition into moderate drinking was, oh my gosh, for the last four or five years, no, I've been in LA five and a half years, and I've dated a significant number of people. And I recognized that the ones that I was really the most interested in were the ones who I was drinking with the most, who I thought I had a deeper connection with. Now, I want to make it clear, we weren't getting sloshed and shit-faced, and I couldn't remember what happened the night before or anything like that. But I felt like, oh, we're we're. Making deeper connections than what was really happening. And it just hit me like, whoa, okay, alcohol probably had a bigger role in uh, it not working out (laughs) than what I recognized. And what I love about this work is that I'm not shaming or blaming myself or shoulda, woulda, coulda-ing myself. Go back to that episode. I think we're all guilty of shoulda, woulda, coulda-ing ourselves. I'm just like, great information. And I talk about this with both my coaches all the time. It's like, as I'm always up-leveling myself and stepping more firmly into the shoes with both feet of my future self, I... Just get more excited as I gather more information about who I want to be and the woman I want to always continue to become. And I also think about the man I want to attract. Oh, I get so excited about him. We're just super compatible. We make each other laugh. He's emotionally mature and available, and he's ambitious, and he's stimulated in other areas of his life. He's not a victim to his circumstances. He does the work on himself. He doesn't necessarily have to be drinking all the life coaching self-help Kool-Aid that I am. That might be a little bit too much for both of us. He has his flaws, I have my flaws, and we choose each other day in, day out. We lovingly call each other out on each other's bullshit. We are unconditionally there for each other. We love doing the same things. We love giving each other space. We love our separate alone time. Oh, please, for the love of God, when he enters, he wants to give me my alone time. (laughs) For so long, I always thought space from someone else meant, oh no, he doesn't want to be with me. And now I think I've just fallen so in love with me and my own company, take it or leave it as cocky. I truly I have been alone long enough and have really just enjoyed getting to know me, enjoyed leaning into my negative emotion and embracing it and being there for myself, and of course, leaning on loved ones and when I've been dating someone, leaning on them. But I really do love my alone time. And I hope that my man loves his alone time, or he has a full life with friends and family and likes to do his own thing. And then we just come together and we are amazing additions into each other's lives. So my amazing coach, Stacey Bayman, when we were in Cabo on a retreat back in November, she said, you know, she's, she's now engaged and she is definitely in a hashtag couples goals relationship. (laughs) She said, You know, Claire, something I really want to offer you as you embark on your own dating journey in a much more conscious way is yes, you get clear about the man who you want to attract and who he is and what he's all about. And then think about the woman you want to become in order to attract him. I'm going to say that again. Think about the woman you want to become in order to be able to attract him, if your thoughts really do create your results. So when I did that no drinking transformation and then transitioned into the moderate drinking, that was a huge thing that I really thought about is, yeah, I want to attract the guy who doesn't need to have like four or five drinks every time we're together, right? Or he doesn't need me to do that. We're much more present in each other's lives. We can have amazing physical chemistry and not need to numb out to relax or not feel self-conscious. And we enjoy each other's company sober, which I hope we are majority of our time together. And another aspect of myself that I really want to keep up leveling is my entrepreneurial female role in my own life that I play out, right? I have la- been a life coach now for three years. It wasn't until the second half of last year, 2018, that my business really took off on a different level. And of course, this year, 2019, May 2019 has been a really successful, amazing year in my business, but it is still in transition. There's lots of investments that I'm doing right now. And I don't say this from a fearful place, but it's it's still something that i I'm growing that I'm working on. I'm still a one woman shop. By the end of the year, I do hope to have a couple of extra set, (laughs) uh, uh, some extra sets of hands in my business, but this is something that I'm still really lifting off the ground and it's amazing. It's challenging it's super fun. It's super rewarding. And not gonna lie, it's exhausting. And as I said in the last episode, it manifests the up-leveling definitely manifests physically in my body. It's actually happening with a couple of my peers. I know it happens with one of my coaches. The it can manifest physically, the stress, the up-level. Our brains are like, what is happening? We're not used to all this growth, all this excitement, to you actually stepping up to the plate and recreating new thoughts to create your results. So segue into calling Mr. Right in, if your thoughts create your results, this is what happens with clients. I hear this often. No, Claire, but I'm feeling really good. I'm in a really good place. I'm very happy with my body. I've got a good job. I'm like working with you. When I go out on dates, I'm just like really content, totally comfortable, totally self-owned, present. I ask really good questions. I'm like really proud of the woman that I am when I go out on dates. I'm saying this in this kind of mimicky, making fun of you way if you're listening, but also, this is me. I think like, oh, I'm so proud of the woman that I am. I love how I present myself. I love, I mean, I'm going to go superficial. I love, you know, planning a cute date outfit and getting my nails done. I think I'm my mother's daughter. I learned how to present myself well. And I think I've got a good personality and being a life coach. I think I ask really good questions and I'm fun and I'm funny. And I, if I can sense that the other person is nervous, I want to make sure that he feels comfortable. Like I'm, great. And when I'm swiping away on the apps, I'm just like staying super open. I'm totally lying. This is not me. I don't say stay super open. And I, I do want to do a separate episode on just online dating apps alone, the swiping alone. There's so much to that. But the bottom line is my loves. If the result is that you are still single, your thoughts are not working for you. And I say that 100% owning that my thoughts aren't working for me. And maybe some of you are saying, I'm doing all the things. I'm on all the apps. I swipe like an hour or two. Claire, I have been, you, do, you would not believe, I've, I go on like two dates a week and we're six months in. So what's that? Two dates a week is eight times six. I've been on almost like 50 dates, and I still haven't found my person, right? So this also happens in my coaching groups. People think like, oh, I've had 50 consultations and I've only booked two people. The common denominator is you. I've been on 100 auditions. I've been on 200 auditions. I haven't booked anything. Your thoughts create your results. So the bottom line is, your thought is, I'm doing all the things, but it isn't Working. That's your thought, right? Your circumstance is neutral. I am single. And the thought is, I'm doing all the things, but it isn't working. And that thought makes you feel frustrated, discouraged, angry, sad, lonely, hopeless. And then your action is to keep swiping away mindlessly. Trust me, I was doing that literally up until two weeks ago, and I've hit pause on, on the dating apps right now for a very conscious, intentional reason, which I'll get into. But when you're coming from that energetic space of this isn't working, this isn't working, nope, nope, ew, gross, five five, WTF, why is he even popping up? I said that I will only go out with dudes who are at least six, two. And you just keep swiping. Maybe you match with some people. And then when you match, you read their profile closer and you're like, ew, why did I even swipe right on him? That shirtless selfie in bed is just like a solid no for me. Or you go out with a dude that you know you're not that stoked about, but you're like, whatever, I'm showing up. So my coach said, like, go on one or two dates a week. So I'm just like doing it. And you don't like him. You're not interested. You knew before you were going out with him that he wasn't doing it for you. Now, I know sometimes we never know and you're going in and you're hopeful and open. That's a different headspace, but I'm sure... Any of my single listeners tuning in right now can say that they were just like, you know what? I'm just showing up for the sake of showing up or trying to get over Mr. Wrong. So this will be good. This will be a distraction. I've totally done that. Gone out on dates when I wasn't really ready because I was still carrying my ex in my heart, whether he was wrong for me or right for me, or it was someone who I was pining for who wasn't, wasn't reciprocating the feelings. Then I'm like, fuck it. I'm just going to go out. And hopefully connect with someone else. And maybe someone else will pleasantly surprise me because, you know, honestly, the guy, this guy who I fell for actually wasn't even really my type. So maybe someone will pleasantly surprise me on this date. Your reasoning isn't clean. And therefore, when you're doing those actions of swiping on all the people that you don't really care about, coming from an energetic space of discouragement, when you're thinking the thoughts, this isn't working, or you're trying or your intention is to just replace your pain with somebody else, the result is. Still single, right? And so circling back, what I love to do with my clients is how can you shift your thinking to more intentional thoughts that will create the results that you want? When you're thinking the thought, this isn't working for me, you are not most likely going to find your person. And everyone always has the argument. Oh my God, my friend was so in the dumps. She was like super heartbroken over her guy. And she was like, fuck it. She just like immediately went out and started swiping away. And she met her guy. So why couldn't that work for me? great for her. That is not your journey. And I'm telling you right now, this is my approach. And maybe some of you are listening and thinking, well, it's clearly not working for you, Claire. But I am here to say that 100% my focus has been my business. And Brooke Castillo said this to me about, oh, a little over a year ago. I called into her and I said, you know, I'm I'm 37 and I'm single and I'm lifting my coaching business off the ground and I'm an actress and I had just booked a movie and had a pretty cool role in it. And so people were telling me to strike while the iron is hot and get out there more and use this job to really get in more doors. And Brooke is a huge proponent of how important it is to just focus on one area in your life. And I knew that going into it. Her program, Self-Coaching Scholars, is awesome. And she had a whole month where she really taught us why focusing on one thing is super important because when you go all in on one thing, not only are you going to yield that result, right? Like if you want to lose weight and start your business and meet the love of your life, the chances are your energy is just going to be scattered. Not the chances are your energy will be scattered in all three areas. And so you're not going to get Huge results because it's like, oh, wait, I need to go to the gym. Oh, wait, I need to go network and build my business. Oh, wait, I need to also go out on a date. But oh, I want to be able to have wine with that person. And then if I have wine, I'll eat more. And so it's just this you're running on a treadmill, not getting anywhere. Right. And so I got really clear with her. I said, you know, these are the three things. And she goes, you've got to focus on one thing. And she was like, what's the first thing that comes to mind? And I said, definitely my coaching business. I just intuitively know, you know, acting jobs have been served to me on a silver platter. Opportunities have been more and more as I've gotten older. Not that acting is really my focus anymore, but since living in LA for five years, the opportunities that I've had came from casting directors who knew me or directors who I worked with. So I didn't have to hustle for those jobs, and definitely the men who have been the most significant in my life I have met organically, whether it's a yoga class or at a restaurant or at a wedding. Yes, I've met dudes online as well, but needless to say, none of them worked out. But the ones who have had the most significant impact on me are definitely the ones who I've met organically. And again, that's not to say I can't meet them online. It's just when I reflect back, those opportunities have come to me more organically and effortlessly than what I have realized. So the focus has always been my business. And last year, when I took my business off the ground, really from July, August, September in 2018, my business really started growing. And I was like, oh now my business is growing. I'm just going to start dating again. Shocker. I started dating again. Total Peter Pan, Mr. Wrong, who I was super bummed out about and got to learn that quickly. Thank God. But a great learning lesson as all dating situations are. But when I put my energy and focus into him, then everything kind of came to a screeching halt again with my business. I was still managing a day job. I was still auditioning. I was dealing with my emotions and my thoughts about him. And I was still coaching all my new clients and still Learning how to keep the business off the ground. So, no wonder everything kind of came to a standstill. Then I got super clear with Stacy about my 2019 goals for my business. And then I also said to her, Stacy, I am single. I definitely want to attract my person. What do you think about me focusing on two things? And she totally gave me permission. She said, that's what I did last year. I focused on weight loss and on my business, but just know that you're not going to get like the big result. that like those results. So let's just say, I'm just going to throw a number. It's not, this is not my goal, but let's say my goal was 100 K and I wanted to meet the love of my life. Like, are you willing to make 75 K and potentially Meet the love of your life. Right. And 100%. I'm like, yes, if I meet my person and I don't hit my financial goal, but you know, I'm well on my way and my business is still lifting and growing off the ground, then great. And so I started this year off, 2019. So here we are in May. I started this year off really committing to dating and really committing to growing my business. And this podcast has just been such a big endeavor, as well as uh, gaining more clients now than I ever have, as well as being in my own coaching mastermind group, as well as working with my own personal coach and still just implementing self-care then I got really passionate about reevaluating my relationship with alcohol and so as a result I'm not surprised that I don't have my person my energy and my focus has been very much about me and the growth of myself in my career and with personal self-care and Finding Mr. Right just has not been a priority. Now, it's not something I don't think about. Of course, I do. And I have gone on and off the apps. And right now, as I speak, my business is really turning another corner, which is super exciting. It's just expanding, and it's growing, and it's filling up. So go to claireburncoaching.com if you are interested in taking this work to the next level. I I give you the info at the end of this episode, but things are really happening at a fast pace and so I took myself off the apps, the dating apps. Uh about a week or two ago, two weeks now. Wow. Time flies. And I'm just going all in on my business, but I think about him all the time. And so I want to offer this to you guys. When you think I'm on the apps, how else should I do it? I'm going out to bars, all the things. It's the same thing that happens with coaches in my group. I'm going to the networking events. I'm posting on social media every single day, and I'm not getting any new consultations, right? I'm not getting any new dates. And that's not what it's about. You're in your action line in Brooke Castillo's thought model without the right thinking. The thoughts need to inspire the action that yields you your optimal results. How do you know it's not working? When you find that you are still single, when you find that you are not creating new clients in your business, when you're not losing the weight, when you're still drinking the alcohol, when you're still choosing the sugar, even though you've set the intention that you don't want to do that anymore. You know that your thinking isn't in alignment when your results are not to your liking. So for me right now, I am all in on my business and continuing to manage my self-care, but I totally have pockets and moments where I'm thinking about him and how he's going to enter into my life. A few of my successful peers around me, their partners are now involved in their businesses. And I think that that is super exciting. I'm like, huh, what would that look like? What if I was the CEO in the partnership and he joined on my team? Again, I'm not saying I'm looking for a man to work for me. I'm just saying, like, what could that look like? And just playing with that as I really step into, like, major boss babe entrepreneurial badass energy that I have never, ever tapped into before. And it's so exciting. And it's a little scary. And it really requires me to be all in. And lo and behold, people are reaching out, wanting to set me up. I'm meeting dudes at bars. and meeting them organically. So if an opportunity presents himself to me and I'm intrigued and interested, 100% I'm going to show up and go on the date. I'm just personally choosing right now to not take the time to go hunt for him. If he wants to show up during this personal growth in my self-care and with my business, fan-fucking-tastic. But I am choosing to consciously not go out and hunt and hustle for him. Now, I am not saying to any of you out there who are searching for your man, maybe that is your number one goal, and that's the thing you want to go all in and focus on. Amazing. You can still not be on the dating apps. I do think you need to manage your thoughts around the dating apps if you think, no, I don't want to find him. I I don't want to find him on the dating apps. I want to meet him you know, at the movies or that's a weird place to to meet. I don't know. I met one of my boyfriends in a yoga class. And I think that that was such a funny, classic LA cliche story. And I love that story, even though we didn't work out, but your, how you meet him, like at the end of the day, you guys, if you meet your person and he's the most amazing guy and he just knocks your socks off, do you really care if you met him on a dating app? Aren't we past it? I mean, it's 2019 is it the most romantic story ever? No, but you're going to come up with your own romantic stories if he is your perfect person. So who cares about the how? You've got to clean up your thinking. Right now for me, I believe the more I up-level my life and my self-care and the more I step into this baller boss babe, badass entrepreneurial energy and keep growing my business, I just have this... Oh, this like sense and sense of certainty and confidence and just self ownership. And oh, it's like so hard for me to even describe it because I have never been this woman before. I really have never been this woman before where I'm like, fuck yeah, I am the CEO of my own company and it is growing and it is expanding. And I just know this is getting huger and huger and huger. And of course, the man that I would attract prior to all of this growth is not the man who is going to be compatible with this woman. Eee! So good, right? The woman I was literally just one year ago is not the woman who is going to attract the guy who can handle all of this and me handle all of him because he's bringing his own amazing badassness and awesomeness into the relationship. But The man who's going to fall in love with this version of myself and the version of myself six months from now, a year from now, is light years away from the woman I was a year ago. So that's what makes me so certain and so confident that he's going to just show up when he's supposed to show up. And if I feel inspired because I've decided I've carved out more time and space to swipe away and find him then so be it but it needs the swiping needs to come from a space of hope and confidence and certainty and belief and positivity and openness it can't come from this sucks but this is my only fucking option these dudes are ridiculous i hate the idea of telling my kids that we met on fucking hinge then take yourselves off the apps, people. (laughs) And if you're thinking, but I'm doing all the right things, I'm doing everything, and I'm thinking all the things that Claire is telling me to think, and your result is still that he is not here, then you're doing it wrong. You're not thinking all the right thoughts. And this is not to shame you or saying you're doing a bad job. It's just to look with honest curiosity and really make it math, not drama. I want a person in my life. He's not here. What am I prepared to do to create that result? So what do you want to think? about being a single woman, right here, right now, searching for your person. That is the neutral circumstance. I'm single and searching for my person. How do you want to feel about that? Do you want to feel discouraged, hopeless, pissed off, bitter, victim-y, right, like everyone around me is married except for me, not fair, right? Those are fun thoughts, right? Or how do you want to feel confident, certain, proud, sexy, giddy, happy, fulfilled? Ooh, so good. How many of you think that you want to find a man to fulfill fulfill yourself or a woman to fulfill yourself? Go back to the last episode, episode 12. I want him to make me happy. How do you give yourself that fulfillment? And you can actually give yourself pleasure. Go to my bestie, Danielle Savory's podcast. It's my pleasure. I'll put that in the show notes. You can fulfill yourself in every which way. I am so lit up in my life. I love what I do. I love serving women and men who are going through heartbreak. I love now coaching people on their drinking journey. I love people who are new coaches starting out their coaching business and that I get to be an expert on how they can lift that off the ground. I love the friends that I have. I love the lifestyle that I lead. I love that I take such good care of my physical body, my mental health, my emotional health. I love my peers in my mastermind group. I love connecting with both my coaches. They're my coaches and they kick my ass and I definitely look up to them, but they're also dear friends. Literally my personal coach, Karin set up a call with my bestie, Danielle, who's it's my pleasure podcast. You need to listen to the three of us just like did a chit chat zoom call on life on business and just had a few laughs. I just love the way my days are filled. I love the laughs that I have with my best friend, Heather, who checks in with me every day and is literally my hetero life partner in LA, who's so supportive of me. And we just check in every single day. I just have someone to check in with me every single day. And I check in with her and we tell each other everything and nothing. Like I'm just so appreciative of that sister relationship that I have that really grounds me. I'm so grateful for my bestie Aisha and numbing out watching The Bachelor every single Monday night. And I have such incredible besties, Kate, Amy, Jamie, all of them here in LA and my besties in New York and all of the people that lift me up and support me. I love that I do Instagram stories every single day, just offering up my messages and hearing from people. I just got this huge long email from someone who just told me all about her heartbreak and how much my podcast is really helping her. I I just am so lit up about my work. I'm so lit up about the way I take care of myself. I'm so lit up about life and happiness and laughter and just like getting a kick out of things. I'm going to see my family in Charlotte. By the time this episode comes out, I will have left Charlotte already, but just like seeing my niece and my nephews and connecting with my parents. And I'm just so, oh, getting emotional. I'm so grateful for this life that I have created for myself. And yes, do I want my person to come? And I do, I want him here yesterday, 100%. But if he is not here, I refuse to let my brain indulge some sad, lonely, victim-y story. And I refuse to believe that him coming in is going to complete the picture because he's still going to piss me off. Right. And that really resonated for my client last week who I was talking about. People think having a baby is going to complete the picture or enhance the relationship with your partner. But I know when my partner comes in, (laughs) Heather, who I know is listening, and Jamie, they know my strong personality. It's like I will definitely have adjustments to make. And also my fierce sense of independence will be interesting to navigate through when my life partner comes in. I want to do it. It's worth all of it, but compromise, sacrifices, hard conversations, serious conversations, vulnerable conversations, fear of him leaving, all the things. Those are things that are going to happen that are going to cause me negative emotion, right? Brooke Castillo says life is 50-50, 50% 50 negative, 50% positive. There's no there there. I love when she says that. You think when you get him, when you get there, you will be happy. You know that's not true. Look at all the other relationships. Even if you were in love, I've been in love four times in my life. I always experience negative emotion with all of them, right? Life is still 50-50. They didn't complete me. They weren't the answer to my happiness. I get to create the answers to my happiness. I get to choose how my brain wants to think about dating as a single woman, 38 years old, living in Los Angeles, which most people would be like, oh, good luck with that. LA is filled with man children and you're 38. Ooh, clock's ticking, girlfriend. You better get moving, right? And yeah, again, those things happen. Those thoughts occur in my head and I manage them. I just 100% know that he's coming. And I know that he's probably going to show up organically when I'm just continuing to keep my eye on the prize and my business and keep growing and deepening my growth and success with my thinking, because then I become a totally different woman. And I'm so excited about who that woman is. And again, I'm not saying a better woman, right? It's just more baller, more more boss baby, (laughs) more, um, more of the version of myself that I want to become, for so long, I indulged struggles of sto- uh, struggles with money and my body and being alone and hurt by past experiences with men and failed friendships and, oh, all all kinds of business mishaps. And I'm sure more, more will be to come. You live and you learn, and you're willing to fall on your face. And who knows? I could get heartbroken again by a man. I hope that's not the case, but it could happen. And I'm willing to step up and move through it all with these tools because my thoughts create. Create my results. And I promise you guys will be the first to know when I decide, let's say I have my business exactly where I want it to be. And I decide I want to carve out the time to really make finding my person, my main focus. You guys will be the first to know, and I will let you know what those continued thoughts are. But for those of you who are Wanting to keep that focus of finding him, 100%, I know he's coming. And no matter how many dates, how willing are you? Are you willing to go on another 200 dates to find your person? Are you willing to tap into the feelings if he was here? If you were fulfilled right now, think about him being here and you waking up in the morning and just feeling so fulfilled and so giddy and so purposeful in your life. And oh, how sweet, he texted me. All those giddy feels. How do you create those giddy feels right here, right now? What lights you up? What are the thoughts you want to think? What are the thoughts you think about yourself when you're in that fulfilling relationship? Of course he's here. He came at the absolute perfect time. It was so well worth the wait for this person to be my person. How many times have you heard people say, this makes total sense that he came When he came because I wasn't ready because I needed to clean this part up. I needed to go through that relationship to learn this, this about myself in order to attract this perfect guy for me right here, right now. If your results are that he isn't here, clean up your thinking and and you will know your thinking is working when you're feeling giddy, when you're feeling fulfilled, when you're showing up for your clients, when you're showing up for your self-care, when you're showing up for the other loved ones in your life with those giddy energetic feels, because you have this belief in the back of your head, like he's totally here. He's totally here, and it's awesome. And I can't wait to introduce him to all my peeps. And I can't wait to start that life with him. But right now, I'm going to just continue to be the woman, the ideal woman that he is looking for in the same way that I am looking for him to be my ideal man. Who is that woman he is looking for? And how do I step more and more and more into her shoes and become her the best version of myself for him and for myself and for all the people around me? like my clients will totally benefit for me being in the giddy feeling space of knowing that he's coming. So that's why I'm able to serve these single clients who feel hopeless because I'm like, oh yeah, no, like I just know that he's coming and this isn't bullshit. Yes, again, the little pockets of doubt come in and I manage my fucking mind around it. He's not here for a reason. I get to decide where I want to put all my thoughts and energy. I get to decide I want to be the future version of myself, and he's going to organically show up. If you have questions, comments, go to claireburncoaching.com, message me, and definitely go to iTunes, and please give me five stars, five stars, and rate the podcast. Again, I'm blown away by all the people all over the world who are listening. I so appreciate the love and support. You guys are what keep me going. Until next time, my loves. Bye. My love, are you ready to stop wanting him back and find someone better? Then head on over to clairetheheartbreakcoach.com and sign up for my one-year group coaching program. I can't wait to put a stop to your broken heart and get a start on your happily ever after.